John McCoy is a security engineer, a developer, and a hacker, and a passionate OWASP advocate, maybe even a hacker first. John has a passion to connect people and bring down barriers between hackers and corporate folks. John explains the idea of hacker outreach and breaks down what we can expect if we venture to the DEF CON event in Las Vegas. John also remembered a cautionary tale of Robert's Fitbit out at a DEF CON event. John is someone we can all learn from about giving back to our community. I want to take a moment to introduce you to Security Journey. At Security Journey, we believe security is every developer's job. We work with our customers to help them build long-term, sustainable security culture amongst all their developers. Our approach is to provide security education that is first conversational. We don't do lectures. Instead, we let the experts talk about what's important in security. The modules are quick, 10 to 20 minutes in length. They're deep. We've got some of the best security minds in the industry working to provide this content. And last but not least, fun. Training doesn't have to be boring. We make it engaging and fun for the developers. Visit www.securityjourney.com to sign up for a free trial of The Security Dojo. The Application Security Podcast. Here we go. Hey folks, welcome to this episode of the Application Security Podcast. This is Chris Romeo, CEO of Security Journey, and I'm joined by, by my co-host, Robert Hurlbut. Robert, how's it going? Good, yeah. Hi, this is Robert Hurlbut, uh, threat modeling architect, application security architect, and uh, definitely enthusiasm, and have all kinds of enthusiasm about application <laughs> security. You forgot architect to the stars as well for your time <laughs> you spend in Hollywood helping stars secure their web applications. There you go. Maybe not, but and we're joined today by John McCoy, who this is his second visit to the Application Security Podcast, and I know he's an avid listener as well as a idea person who <laughs> brings us lots of ideas for additional shows. So, John, welcome back to the show. Oh, thanks. It's nice to be back, and yeah, excited to talk to you guys. Yeah, we are definitely excited as well. And so the primary topic that we want to talk about today is this thing called hacker outreach. And so I'm realizing I really don't know what that means. I think I know what hacker means. I know what outreach means. I kind of think I know what it means if we put those two words together. But why don't you start by defining that for us as far as when you say hacker outreach, what does this mean? Yeah, um, there's... A community of white hats and a community of black hats. We have our own conferences, and it's it's a little bit of the same community, but very separated uh, uh, tools and training and norms between the two. And so there's kind of a divide where where CEOs of a white hat company don't really uh, try to attract hackers, and hackers don't really try to attract white hats to their teams. And so trying to trying to show that we're all part of the same ecosystem and have the same concerns and bring the two together. So you're saying that then there's, there's two different, there's almost two sides of the equation here, right? There's the, the kind of hardcore hacker side, and then there is the 
kind of CEO corporate folks maybe that are on the other side that have security people working for them? Um, well, I guess you have an AppSec engineer like I am. Uh, I help defend applications and work with engineers to secure their infrastructure code design, the whole SDLC. And then you have a hacker on the other side, maybe a red team that comes in and blows it apart and finds vulnerabilities. But at the end of the day, we both use a scanner. We maybe both use Zap or we both rely on the same same skill sets of knowing SQL injection and blind SQL injection. We rely on the same base patterns to do our work, just in different different ways. <laughs> same same coin, different side. So when you say hacker outreach, then that's, that is the AppSec engineer, the application security person reaching out to the people that are kind of in that hacker category, the red teamers, penetration testers, security researchers, trying to bridge the divide then between these two groups. Yeah, and and both ways, opening that path for OWASP people to get in touch and integrate into the hacker community. Yeah. Okay, so I when, think they have a lot to learn from yeah, each other. Yeah, I think we all. That's that's a that's definitely something we always got to keep in perspective, right? That we all have a lot to learn from each other, and that's one of the things I live my life by. Is that you know, there's I always I can learn something from anybody. I don't care who they are, or what their background is. They have something to teach me because. It just makes me that much more aware of what I don't know, which is a, mm-hmm. lot, of, a lot of stuff. So, um, where do you where do you do this type of when you do hacker outreach? Where is this? Are you going door to door in neighborhoods and just asking people, "Hey, are there any hackers in here that I can influence?" Or you know, where are you doing this <laughs> stuff? Yeah, the hackers don't really respond too well when I show up on their doorstep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're doing a table at DefCon, uh, OWASP table in the vendor area. And so we um, do on-the-ground work with introducing OWASP, the community, our programs, uh, such as like our projects, to the the wider hacker community. Yeah, let's let's even move further back and say, what is a DEF CON? So like, I know what it is, Robert knows what it is, but not everybody that's listening, a lot of folks are coming from an AppSec or Dev background, they may not know what a DEF CON is. So let's let's start there. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely part of hacker outreach. What is... (laughs) So DEFCON is, I guess, to kind of sum it up quickly, it's kind of, to me, it's the Olympics of hacking. Like, if if you're the best person at breaking TLS, SSL, you give a presentation at DEFCON, and Black Hat too. Um, but DEFCON is where, like, the, the, the top hackers in car hacking in XYZ go to, uh, to present. Um, DEFCON isn't exactly like AppSec USA as a conference. Um, it's, it's much more like a hacker festival. I think last year it was 27, 29,000 people. So it's, it's miles. It's, it's across multiple, uh, casinos and it has an entire area dedicated just to car hacking or IOT. Um, it's massive and it's a community organizing where if you're into, um, doing injecting microcomputers into your body there's an entire group that's into into biohacking um and so it's it's a community it's a it's it's definitely worth going to yeah so what do i is let, let's kind of flip the script around here and say okay i'm an application security person and i've never been to defcon before what what 
what should I expect from this experience? Because I know in the media, there's everybody writes an article in in uh, July that says, "Hey, you know what not to bring to hacker summer camp so you don't get compromised <laughs> and everything else." And there's a lot of fear, uncertainty, and doubt about if I go here, I'm going to have all my stuff compromised and hacked and all that type of stuff. So is that is there truth to that? And what should I expect as somebody who's new to this community? Um. Oh, it's definitely true. Um, I've been in speeches where they'll come in and say, hey, we're dropping an O-Day on Wi-Fi next door, so turn off your Wi-Fi um, or you're liable to get attacked. Um, if you look at the cell towers, you have a few, I think, hundred cell towers that pop up around DEF CON. Um, hackers and nation states spin up fake cell towers. Um, you have... Uh, just about, <laughs> I, I definitely recommend bringing a burner uh, cell phone if if you need to be secure and you don't want to come back with something. It's definitely worth it to get a burner cell phone and SIM card. SIM cards also store programs on them and can be infected. Um, and Robert has a good story about uh, <laughs> securing your, your infrastructure at DEF CON. <laughs> Robert, you got a story about infrastructure, huh? I do. I do. Actually, uh, this happened back in uh, 2017. Uh, so I had heard all the, and I had been there before. This was my, I think, my second DEF CON. And I had heard all the stories about uh, what you need to do in terms of you know, bringing a burner phone, not turning on your phone, uh, or certainly not turning on Wi Fi, Bluetooth, all those kinds of things. And so I was, I thought I was pretty safe. I, I kept my phone off, all that stuff. One thing I didn't think about uh, was, any of those uh, devices that you use for fitness. And in particular, I had a Fitbit, and uh, which, you know, always on Bluetooth. And so uh, John and I were actually in a lobby um, at uh, the DEF CON. We were just uh, talking, and all of a sudden, my Fitbit started uh, beeping, giving all kinds of uh, uh, weird uh, numbers and and lights and all kinds of fun things there and i go what in the world's going on and <laughs> and so i'm like oh great <laughs> uh somebody's trying to compromise it probably trying to pair with it and try to take it over if they could uh maybe they get close enough they could read numbers i'm not sure what they were doing all i know is that i took that back home i put it on the shelf i've never synced it again <laughs> ever again with anything uh it still sits on the shelf i bought a new one um, but since then, I've I've actually talked about it. Uh, you know, try to investigate how can I figure out what happened and all those kinds of things. But yeah, fun story, fun interesting uh, experience there. Learning the hard way about uh, DefCon. Yeah, and it it just it just says that you know even we as security professionals don't always make the right choice or the right decision. We we have faults. We click on phishing emails once in a while. We we do things that we we kind of shoot. Then you probably look back at that and you're like, ah, I should have known better. But I should have known. I thought about it. I thought about it, but uh, no, it's not going to happen. Yeah. And there it was. Yeah, and that's a good side of DefCon is you come there and get to see what is the bleeding edge, like what's paranoia, and what can a 14 year old do to you. Like it's it's very visceral. <laughs> yeah, and so John, you kind of came to the world of uh, OWASP and AppSec. Through De- DefCon was kind of your your first place that you landed. Um, unlike a lot of our mm-hmm. listeners who are going to be AppSec people who may not have even been to DefCon, or if they have, it's it's in the context of AppSec. So, how did you actually originally get to DefCon, and then how did you get to OWASP as a transition through there? Um, I I originally was a developer, and 
I stumbled into forensics and kind of turning my development tools and skills into building weapons, digital weapons to attack programs, make malware, crack software. And like I was focused on C-sharp and no one was then and very little now. Um, and I went, I did the speaking circuit. I did really well at DEF CON, dropped a bunch of demos on stage, free tools, bleeding edge attacks, um, integrated C-sharp and hybrid malware containing uh, Metasploit payloads and bridging the gap between C++ and Java and C-sharp uh, malware and assembly code malware and kind of packaging up some nice tools and then going around the hacker circuit, speaking on it, demonstrating it, giving it out for free and did that for a couple of years and just happened to stumble into OWASP. Uh, every now and then I would try different conferences and forensics conferences, business technology conferences and some white hat conferences and uh OWASP just happened to to be there and turned out to be incredibly friendly. And I just fell in love with the community and have been in OWASP for 10 plus years. I don't even know anymore. So then what when you think about kind of hacker outreach into the OWASP world, what is that what does that look like as you as you look at OWASP? I guess as I look at OWASP, I see some I see some of the same technology being developed. Like um, we have attack trees and hackers have kill chains. Um, we have a zap that we produce on OWASP side that's used very heavily on the pen tester uh, black hat side. And I also, just as a quick pitch, I'm seeing some things in the hacker side like Langsec that is gaining traction and basically shows you how to understand the the structure of a security control to understand its potential weaknesses from its construct. And, and Langsec is taking off because you can basically predict where vulnerabilities will happen. Hmm. And on the white hat side, that's still, <laughs> that's still in our future. And, and so like we're, we're facing the same challenges and we're creating tools to solve these challenges. And ironically, it works on the other side incredibly well. So yeah, Lang, so Langsec, I'm just curious what, um, Give us a couple sentences, if you can, about that for those people who might not have heard of Langsec. It's linguistic security, um, kind of driving all the way back to like Norm Chomsky. Um, there's conferences on Langsec. An example of uh, a Langsec uh, evaluation of security is on XML. XML gives you the ability to do recursion and uh, stateful passing between your, your recursions, which gives you Turing completeness. And from Turing completeness, you can launch all of these clever hacks and attacks and payloads. While JSON doesn't allow you to do recursion, and so you can't do the, the stateful creation of a Turing complete system. And so JSON isn't vulnerable to these fundamental attacks. So by taking out that Turing completeness, you remove an entire class of attack. And so it's more about not, not vulnerabilities, but weaknesses or conceptual weaknesses that you can drive into your security controls. Diversity initiatives, I know, is something that you've been very passionate about over the last number of years. And so I wanted to explore that and understand, first of all, when we say diversity initiatives, what are we talking about? But then I'm curious as to why you're passionate about this particular topic. Yeah. Uh, right now, we're spinning up a DEF CON table for OWASP to do hacker outreach and this is a diversity-focused table to encourage 
the hacker community to see and uh, check out OWASP and kind of plant a flag out there to say that we're friendly and open to the hacker community and provide an on-ramp to support people coming to OWASP for the first time. And as well as if you come to DEF CON, there's an OWASP group there that you can connect with and can help you. And so if you come to DEF CON for the first time, there's an OWASP table with OWASP people that can help you uh, not get fished or or give you a context for how to navigate DEF CON or partner you up with another senior or newbie buddy uh, at DEF CON. And so it's, it's bi-directional. I know you've done some stuff in, with kind of women in AppSec and helping to promote that. How does women in AppSec for OWASP as, a, as an organization, how does that fit within this idea of diversity initiatives? Yeah, um, there's Project OWASP WIA, Women in AppSec, and uh, run by Vandy and uh, Zoe and some really awesome women in OWASP. And it's focused on building training and support and infrastructure and a, a project to encourage women in OWASP AppSec. And as the diversity table is at DEF CON and pro that, we're working on how, how can the table at DEF CON help do outreach to companies to find diversity sponsors or how can we do on the ground support at DEF CON or AppSec USA to, to provide uh, support for new people. Uh, for example, at AppSec USA, we did diversity scholarships, 35 plus, and then there was enough momentum to do hands-on training classes and uh, supported lunch talks for your first time in OWASP and diversity in OWASP and kind of being able to build a, a foothold community for new people coming in mass to OWASP. So the diversity scholarships there for AppSec USA, did that, was that kind of in association with women in AppSec? That was for women in AppSec. I supported it and uh, helped drive it forward as much as I could. But at the end of the day, I'm, I'm a supporter for them to help empower them to achieve whatever they want. And there were a couple of companies that were big, that were big in supporting that as well, right? I think it was Uber and Salesforce were the major supporters of it. Okay. And this year we have a lot more that were excited to try and bring on board. Yeah. I think we should call them out. I, mean, I think that's a good thing to be supporting the community in such a way and helping, you know, we all know we need more people in cybersecurity in general, application security very much so. And this is great that these these types of efforts are underway. And so, I guess you talked about, you know, more people coming on board this year to be a part of this. Uh, how do how do our listeners get involved in? Let's say somebody's out there and they're thinking, "Oh, I'd like my company to sponsor uh, a diversity scholarship for AppSec USA or one of the other conferences." How do they how do they get connected? Who should they be talking to to um, to make that that uh, the fact that they want to do that known? Yeah, there's uh, a Wasp Wea. Um, it's a official project um, on Twitter. A Wasp Wea, W I A. And um, reach out, and and there is movement to get diversity at uh, AppSec Cali uh, did it. A lot of the conferences are starting to spin it up. So even regional conferences can take advantage of diversity scholarships or on the ground diversity support infrastructure from uh, WIA. Okay, and then what? I mean, what do you see as the future of this? I mean, there's 
what's what are the kind of the next steps that we should be thinking about as far as helping to and and I'll bring this back around for hacker outreach and diversity initiatives together. What are some of the things that you're thinking about like in the next five years? In five years from now, I'd like to see this or you know kind of like what what are the things that you think what what should we be striving towards what's our goal and then ultimately how do we how do we get closer to that goal i certainly hope to see a nice cross pollination between defcon and owasp and the hacker community it's not just defcon and kind of energizing the new blood that's coming into owasp instead of waiting for people that got their CISSP to join uh, OWASP. It's also doing outreach to people that just got their first capture the flag win at a prestigious conference, and they're joining OWASP. Some of the the nice-to-haves, we're doing really cool swag at DEF CON, and you can get an OWASP shirt. We're, we're working on doing on-the-ground uh, projects at DEF CON for OWASP, so there'll hopefully be a a party or some sort of event where you can come and meet other people from OWASP that attend DEF CON and build a little bit of a community initiative on the ground there. And the same with uh, having more diversity inside of DEF and in, inside of AppSec USA and OWASP. So there's been, <laughs> I've seen a few of my friends come to OWASP and not quite click with the community and do some things that would be hacker normal, like hacking the hotel Wi-Fi, they experienced what happens in OWASP if you attack the hotel <laughs> and it didn't go well. And so um, kind of hoping to also grow a little bit of a community foothold inside of OWASP to integrate hackers. And um, like if they have requests for Zap to start building that channels that hackers know they can come and request uh, open source development because that's not really something on the hacker side. There isn't really a support network for building open source projects. Yeah. And that's something that we have that is fairly unique. Yeah. So I guess if we were to flash forward five years, then it sounds like if I kind of summarize what I took away there, you would see, or in your best case, there would be a lot more integration between the hacker community and OWASP such that there's a lot of the, of crossover cross pollination between those communities are not two separate things, but there's people involved on both sides that are um, kind of, you know, whether it's at DEF CON, whether it's at AppSec USA or other AppSec events, um, there's just more integration and more conversation and working together and stuff that's happening. Oh yeah. And, and kind of on a personal note, like I was in DEF CON and I thought it was, writing O days and it was creating next generation AV bypasses that made money. And then after coming into OWASP, I found that there's there's a lot of money to be made on the white hat side. And so kind of just propping that door open for other highly skilled engineers to to cross over. Yeah. So coming into kind of the end of our conversation here, John, what would you provide as like a kind of last minute thoughts or a kind of a summary call to action coming out of this conversation? Awaspuya is looking for scholarship sponsors, both to AppSec USA, to regional conferences, uh, Snowfrock, AppSec Cali, LastCon. And if we can start kind of creating the cultural norm in OWASP that there's both a landing pad for people to come in for the first time, maybe it's uh, someone's kid that they didn't think would fit into OWASP, there's a group that will 
kind of help and foster them and maybe even help them get over some of the first hurdles for integrating into the community, picking up hands-on pen testing or getting the tools. Uh, very cool. And so, uh, I mean, just, you know, we're all passionate about this idea of women in AppSec and diversity and how we can get more folks involved. And so, John, thank you for the things you're doing as far as hacker outreach and being somebody who's just passionate about getting more people involved across the board. Um, we certainly need that in our community. We need more perspectives. So we thank you for your work there. And thanks for coming back on the podcast. And hey, until the third time you visit the podcast, which will be sometime in the future. Thanks. Keep up the awesome podcast. Thanks for listening to the Application Security Podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, please do us a favor and visit the iTunes store and give us a five-star rating. Our intro music is 8-Bit Kung Fu by Bourne and TJ, and the outro is Southern Delight by Stefan Kartenberg. You can find us on Twitter at AppSecPodcast or on the web at www.appsecpodcast.org.